0: That's ixl.com slash B-E. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principal. This is episode 281. I am excited to interview Brittany Schroeder, who is the founder of Compassion Clubs, and she's going to talk more about that here in a little bit. But when I heard her story, I thought this is exactly what a lot of our schools need. And if you list, if you remember in last week's episode with Jared Horvath, we talked about how the brain works and how kids learn certain things and the Compassion Club approach, I think, ties in very nicely with that. So if you recently listened to that one, you'll remember and hear some of the same things in this interview, which I'm really excited about. So Brittany, welcome to Transformative Principle. I'm excited to have you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: So, would you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about how uh, compassion clubs came to be?
1: Sure. So, like Jethro said, my name is Brittany Schroeder, and we lived in, we most recently moved to Houston, but we lived in El Paso for eight years. And kind of how our story played out is um, it'll be two years ago in May. So, this month, Our 14, almost 15-year-old son tragically passed away. And we always knew that he was like this amazing kid, but we had no idea the impact. So after he passed away, we decided that we, you know, people were wanted to donate money and they wanted, you know, people just want to do anything. So we said, "Let's, let's do a scholarship fund. I don't want flowers. I don't want stuff that's gonna just be dead in a week, but let's let's start a scholarship fund. So we opened a fund and within days, we had raised like $30,000. So, you know, we were like, what are we going to do with this money? We knew we want to do a scholarship, but we didn't really know what we we were going to do with it. And I remember speaking to somebody who had lost her son and had started uh, a nonprofit. And she said, it will come to you. It will come to you. You will know, like he will speak to you. It'll come to you. And so um, it was so... Such a beautiful thing because after his passing, all of a sudden, just within days, our house, we just started getting flooded with letters and cards and messages. And we received hundreds and hundreds of letters. And, you know, I, one of the things when my son was little, when he was a toddler, he was like always, he came like out just talking and he talked all the time. And I was constantly like apologizing for him saying, oh, I'm sorry. Cause he, I mean, he would just talk to strangers and just anybody, but I would apologize for him all the time. And it's interesting because somebody had once given me the, vi- the advice that said, what drives you the most crazy about your children will be their greatest strength. And that was his greatest strength is that he talked to everybody. He did not discriminate. He was friendly with everybody. And he had an innate gift where he could tell when people were having a hard time or struggling. So we started to receive letters from, and messages from all these people. And a lot of them we didn't even know, like complete strangers. And just how he had touched their life and impacted them. He was like an entrepreneur and he had a a business called, he was the can man and he cleaned garbage cans. And just like in the neighborhood, he would drive around and, and pick up garbage cans and bring them back to our house and power wash them out and take them back. And we started getting letters from people that he cleaned their garbage cans. I mean, I'm talking not even just like a note, but like two to three page letters about how he had impacted them. And he would talk to their kids and And that we had teachers that he was friends with and, you know, like total misfits. And we started getting letters from people that said, your son saved my life. I didn't have any friends. And, you know, and so we were just so, it was such a beautiful thing, but we were just so overwhelmed with all of the letters. And then after that, you know, his, he, all of a sudden we started getting knocks on our door and then another, and then another, and another. And the kids were coming to our house, his his friends, and, and a lot of them we didn't know even know. And they wanted to come to our house. They wanted to be with our family. They wanted peace. And we were broken and we were shattered, but we've always a part of what we believe has always been service. And my husband and I, throughout our whole marriage and family life, if we would be struggling and, and this is a quote, it's a Tony Robbins and I love it, but it says, we only suffer when we think about ourselves. And I love that. And, and I knew that I had to, we had to apply that into our lives. We knew that we needed to do that to heal. So we were like, we have to serve. We have to, that's how we heal. And so the kids started coming to our house. And so automatically my husband and I were like, how can we serve them? How can we help them? And so the kids, I mean, we would have kids, for a year in and out of our house, like tons and tons of, of kids, teenagers. And so we reached out to the school district in El Paso and we just said, Hey, what if we started a club and we can call and we'll call it the compassion club. And, and and originally we had said, let's start this so that we can help these kids heal. And so we started meeting with the kids and we would meet, you know, at first we said, we'll meet with them once a month. And then it turned into twice a month, and then it was every single week. And the kids just said, Please, can we do this every week? Can we do this every week? And we saw as we were helping them, we were healing, but they were healing too. And so we would tell stories about Gage, and then we would plan like random acts of kindness. So some things that we did is we put post it notes, we put kind words on post it notes, and put them all over the lockers, thousands of lockers. Um, Another thing we did is we, after a a home game, a football game, we picked up the trash so we could give the janitors the night off to be with their family. We wrote letters of appreciation. Uh, Another favorite activity that we did was we got a bunch of pizzas, like 10 pizzas, and we broke the kids up in group and we said, walk around the school and find somebody who's sitting in the hall by themselves during lunch and eat with them. And kids came back. Girls were crying because some of these kids opened up, they had never really talked to people and they would say, I don't know anybody. I don't have any friends. And I just moved here. And, you know, so it was very like a very emotional, but healing experience for us. Right after that, people started, we, we started an Instagram account and we would post just on our social media. And then all of a sudden people are reaching out to us all over. And they just said, how can we bring this to our school? I mean, kids from all over the U.S. were Hey, how can I bring this to my school? And parents were like, you know, my kid is struggling. My kid could do this, and so from there we said, let's make this, let's turn this into something. And so what we did is we ended up forming a 501c, and then we I got a group of people. There was administrators, we had it formed a committee, teachers, parents, and we said, let's put together this curriculum, and let's so the other schools can have can have this in their schools. And so we put together an elementary ed curriculum and a secondary ed curriculum. And they're similar but different because with the secondary, the kids lead lead it. And, and of course, in elementary, it's either parent run or teacher or counselor run. But we put together these curriculums with stories and activities. And so they're easily implemented in the school a difference between our program is you know there there are other programs out there and and I love that I love that social emotional learning has become a priority and one of the things that we always say is you can you can have the most amazing academic programs and the most amazing sports programs but if we can't teach these kids how to be good human beings? Then they're going to fail in life. It doesn't matter what we do if they if they don't know how to cope, if they don't know how to serve, if they don't know how to think outside of themselves, like they will struggle in life. And you know, I'm seeing that. You know, I I'm a certified life coach, and I and I do, and I work with kids, and the anxiety and the depression is just. I mean, it's just crazy how you know. I think of when I was growing up, I don't think I knew, I never even heard the word anxiety, or you know what I mean, and so it's just, it's crazy right now how it is. And so, you know, we just know the uh, importance of social emotional learning right now. And so that's why we decided that, you know what, let's help these kids. Let's create something that includes everybody. It's not just your student body officers. It's not, you know, if, if you're not smart and you're not an athlete, where do you fit in? Where do you fit in? You need to belong. And, and that's another thing that we really push is everybody needs to belong to something. Everybody needs to be a part of something. So that's just kind of how we started.
0: Yeah, that's that's a great story. And I and I, I've already heard you tell that. And again, I'm feeling the the power that comes from that. That the quote you said that from Tony Robbins, we only suffer when we think about ourselves. And then you saying we have to serve, that's how we heal. That's been so true in my life as well. And so I I love that that is the guiding principle. And it's something that, you know, as kids today live in a more and more entitled society and have, you know, everything that they could possibly need, being able to give of themselves is really a very powerful thing. And can you talk a little bit about the curriculum and what it is that you are trying to teach through those different lessons so that people have a a better idea of what that looks like?
1: Yeah. So it's 12 different values in there and it's, um, I mean, there's several different ones, but compassion, kindness, charity, courage I mean, it goes on and on, you know, but we basically just break it down and and we just teach the kids that the you know just i mean they're morals they're they're things that we should live by gratitude is another one, you know, just things, and I've learned through you know through adversity, like you have to be positive. You have to prepare yourself. We all will go through something in our lives. We're not, nobody is immune to it. We all go through something. And if we don't have these skills, cause that's, that's what I'm seeing with, especially with the, the teenagers is they don't have coping skills. You know, they, they buffer with everything. They don't want to feel uncomfortable. They get on their phones. They, you know, they're not, they're not having the connection. You know, they, they're getting this dopamine rush from social media or you know whatever it is and then when they're in the real life they don't know how to deal with their problems and so it's just you know just teaching them the importance of like you know implementing we lost our son and you know a lot of things I can look back and think you know I, I'm I feel super like blessed that I had these skills and so one of them is gratitude i don't think that i have ever said, why me? Why me? Poor me. You know, I've looked at it with gratitude and said, I'm grateful that I got to be his mom for almost 15 years. I'm grateful that I still have you know, my, my family. You know, I'm grateful that I had these opportunities to help other people. And I think learning those values, and that's one of the things that we talk about in the Compassion Club, is really not just learning them, but living them." If we can teach kids the importance of, you know, learning those things, their life is going to be, you know, not to say that you won't go through hard things, but you'll be able to manage it if you have these skills, which, you know, some of them are, are learned. So.
0: so, you know, you talked about coping skills and just this morning I was, you know, feeling really stressed out and my kids were bugging me to ride with them on my bike to drop them off at school. And I was just uh, stressed about something else that wasn't in anybody's control. And, you know, I was, I was not being a good dad. I was short. I was curt. I was not very nice with the kids. And then I was like, wait a minute, this is like a dream. I get to ride bikes with my kids to school. Why am I being so grumpy? And I just like, I had to take a step back, take a few deep breaths and then get engaged in it again. And, you know, I've seen kids who are in that kind of a a funk, like I was this morning, and they didn't have the self-awareness, the coping skills to get themselves out of that funk, and they just went into this vicious spiral. And one of the things I love about the compassion clubs is that you mentioned that there's room for everybody, and and that's really important. So like National Junior Honor Society, they do a ton of service, and that's great, and that's wonderful. But if you don't have good grades, you're not allowed to be part of it, right? And so somebody who may struggle academically or have other things that are impacting that, the Compassion Club doesn't put up these limits. And so what you do is you teach about the value that you're learning about that week, you share a story, and then you go out and serve. And I think that's a really simple easy thing for anybody at any school to adopt and just start doing it. And the curriculum does cost money, but what happens with that money when schools buy it?
1: So when we get a curriculum that's purchased, you automatically, and if you're in the secondary, so high school, you can nominate kids to get scholarships. So we have given over $10,000 in scholarships and grants to kids who are just good kids. And and it kind of goes back to that same thing we talked about, You know, they're not getting athletic scholarships. They're not getting academic scholarships, but they're just good, kind, compassionate kids with a lot of integrity. And so we've been able to give some scholarships to kids that are just good kids, you know. It's super humbling and just like so touching to read the nominations that even this year we're starting to get ready to um, choose the scholarships. And it's hard to choose because there's some like really good kids with really kind of rough lives that have just made an impact and, and done good. And so it's such an, an awesome thing. Like I'm so like honored that like my son's legacy, that this is my son's legacy is, is compassion. And so it's such a, it's, you know, it's just been like an amazing thing to see. So yeah, the money goes, like we're a nonprofit, nobody, We have an intern and that's me and the intern and that's it. And, you know, all the money goes back into the schools. And so that's an awesome thing to be able to help kids, you know, and and I hope one day they can pay it forward, that they can, you know, do something great with their lives and and help somebody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how do people learn more about Compassion Clubs and how they can start one in their school?
1: So you can go to our website, which is showcompassion.org. And you can check out the website, you can read about our story, um, you can see where we have currently have clubs, and you can always email us at hello at showcompassion.org. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so you can check us out there. Um, we post about just like fun activities that, you know, We uh, the other day, one of our most successful clubs is in Michigan, and it's really cool because it is you know, in most schools I've seen this, that you have to have a sponsored teacher and then you can have parents that help. And this is a, the, the sponsored teacher is actually the special ed teacher at this high school in um, St. John's of Michigan. And so it's all these special ed kids. And so it's, I mean, they'll call and tell us stories and we're crying and they're crying, but you know, they have, uh, you know, one of the kids in the special ed is 90% nonverbal, but this is the first time she's ever, been able to be a part of a club and they get shirts made and they did a homecoming float and the little girl, you know, just all week long is like club, club. I mean, she can only say a few words, but she's just so excited to be a part of a club. And that shows the, you know, that we just want to include everybody. And that's a good example of, you know, those kids that, where do those kids fit in? Where can they belong to something? You know, so it's just it's awesome to see the schools like every time I see like, you know, a lot of them have created an Instagram and every time I see the activities pop up, it just like it just touches my heart so much. It it heals me. It honestly heals me every time I see it. It's amazing.
0: That's that's awesome. So the last question that I didn't prep you for is what is one thing a principal can do this week to be a transformative leader like you, Brittany?
1: Um, I think just you know, look for, look for those kids that, that need to belong, look for opportunities to, I think, you know, one of the things as a principal is you're a leader. And so I think the best thing to do is to lead by example and live it in your life. I always say, I I believe in the law of attraction, a law of attraction that if you think it and you act it and you speak it, like it will happen. And so I think that is with compassion. As you start to give, and give and give, like you, you attract that same thing. And I think as a, you know, I think of some of the most influential people in my life, they led me by example. And I think being a principal is just such an amazing, like opportunity and responsibility too, but to lead, you lead teachers, you lead parents, you lead kids. And that is just such an amazing, like gift that you have that you can lead And to lead in a way with compassion and kindness, you know, is just like an amazing opportunity.
0: Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for being part of Transformative Principle. And once again, you can check out her website at showcompassion.org. Create a compassion club in your school and have a club that truly involves everybody. Thank you again, Brittany, for being part of the
1: show. Thanks for having me.